just a bunch of witty banter. Hello, Witty Banter Nation. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back. It is episode number 17. 17 whole episodes of this. Is, I don't even believe that. That's yeah, ridiculous. It's, it's starting to get to where I think we're over six months now into the game. <laughs> Ooh, I yeah. like that stat. Oh, yeah. I'll bring uh, them all to the table right up front. You are listening to This Is Me. I'm Chase Williams. <laughs> this is me. This is me. I'm Hunter. <laughs> yeah. To my left is the misty-eyed miracle boy, Hunter Dorsett. Yeah, that's my uh, common name. But <laughs> Yeah, so how are y'all doing, people? Hope how, you're doing well. How the listeners doing? What's the date today? 3 slash 26? I want to say it's 25th. Yeah, I think it's So 25th. we thought we were going to be bringing you an episode last week, but we both got cut up. We were super busy. Mm-hmm. Hunter had Roundup Weekend to deal with. I bounced away to Dallas. And then in the last few, like in the last two days, I had three tests, and mm-hmm. that was taking up most of my time. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really lucky with my coursework, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, anyone that every, anyone that goes is at all involved with anything around Greek life at UT knows the Roundup is it's not something that you are productive during. So. so I saw probably the funniest Snapchat of all time from Eric Espino during this roundup. Oh really? He took a picture of what had to have been fifty thousand people at Roundup. I mean at all least, in, at least. All in neon and his caption was Round them up like the Holocaust. <laughs> I was like, what? dude, that joke hits on so many levels. <laughs> Use the name. Oh, it's too perfect. He was like, you know who else used to round people up? Heather. <laughs> I was like, Eric, you're a weird dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm jealous of his beard, though. <laughs> his beard I, is I will majestic. say that. I'm trying to work on my beard. I see you're growing that. the scruff I'm, out. I'm even trying to like trim it a little bit because it just looked kind of just yeah, nasty. You want it to be even. Right, you know? yeah. But it's, it's patchy right now. But I'm, 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 it's almost like I'm growing it out. Until I get in the shape I want to get into, you know, uh-huh, what I mean? yeah. and then that's like a, a an incentive for me to to keep working on it so I can shave that shit off. Yeah, it makes sense, dude. <laughs> Are you? Is it getting itchy for you yet? No, I like it. I'm I'm just stroking it in class. Stroking it in class, dude. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you, buddy. You're not stroking my shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you please get your hand off my beard? I don't know what you're stroking. Okay, so I'm I'm down to go ahead and get this episode started. Mm-hmm. Every episode, if you're a new listener to Witty Banter, we review a beer. Um, and last episode, in every episode, we're going to tell you what beer we'll have on the next one so you can drink it with us. Yeah, it's a new development yeah. we started doing. So last episode, we told you guys that we were going to have which beer, Hunter? What are we drinking today? Uh, today, we are drinking Timber Ale, and it is from Wicked Beaver Brewing Company. Which I have never heard of. It is 7.21% alcohol by volume, Ooh. so it's a very nice Hello. It's a very nice amount. I'll I, wake I, you up. You know, because uh, just for anybody out there that's maybe, again, new to the show or maybe not into beers as much, uh, you know, like a Bud Light is about 4.2% alcohol. So me and Chase try and shoot for anywhere between 5 and 10, so mm-hmm. 7.2 is, is right down our alley. Right. I'm thinking it's going to be nice and sessionable. Yeah, well, um, I went ahead and poured it up. Did I see the Tarvin? Oh, yeah, here. We've got the Tarvin back, everybody. <laughs> yes, it was. We're also back in uh, my room. Mm-hmm. Witty Banter's in full swing. Yes. We're here and we're ready. We're not with, with the uh, crappy acoustics of my house. Yeah, that was bizarre. I thought, like I said, I thought you had put like an effect on our voice. <laughs> I'm going with a new direction here, guys. Yeah, hear me out. So I got like a retarded amount of header on mine. By Did you work on the pour? Or? Yeah, I thought I had a good pour, so I'm, oh, you're already out doing me. Okay, so first comment on this beer is the color. 
It's just like a really, really good orange. It looks like maple syrup. Yeah, it's like a perfect amber, really. Even though it's not an amber beer, it's a perfect amber color. Really filtered. You can see right through this thing. Uh, I, I want to say like on a filtered scale, if one is extremely filtered, like see right through it, uh-huh. ten is you can't see at all. I'm gonna give this like a, a six. I mean, a it's six. I mean, it's. I'd say it's semi-filtered. Dude, you can see right. Look, hold it up to the window. I mean, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. I'll, I'll give it a three then. Okay. So it's it's all pretty right. filtered. It's pretty filtered. It's pretty nice and filtered. Um, aroma. Mm-hmm. How we feel about the aroma? So it it it's a what, what was it called? Timber ale. What it boasts on the side is that it's a fresh ale with a wicked hoppy aroma. So it says basically the beer is supposed to be um, have a smooth malt backbone with quote unquote wicked hoppy taste and aroma. <laughs> Used wicked a lot on yeah, this label. Yeah, they must be from California or something. California. How's it uh, smell? Again, I, I just hate. It smells hoppy. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah it's, I just hate my nose. So I, I can't. I almost pretty much always opt out when it comes to aromas. It doesn't smell like ridiculously hoppy, like, you know, Stone's IPAs or anything. It's just, you know, they probably only added a little bit of hops. And the hops to me are more like of a. I say more of like a citrusy tone, like maybe like an orange leaf or like a lemon, you know. Yeah. You already took your first I sip. I took my first sip. Uh it it is. It's a little it's 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 not like real hoppy. It's not bitter. It it, it like wicked hoppy is not what I would use to describe it. This is but good. But it's sessionable. Yeah, I really like this. This is good actually. Um, so my first on my first taste, you when you're going for it, you're going to s- smell the hops and that barely carries over into the flavor i agree but the ale really comes through and you can really get that malt and that grain taste right it's a um, little bit lighter it, it it's not yeah it's it like since it's like an amber it's not a very thick you know syrupy ale or anything it's it's real smooth it goes down easy but it tastes almost like you know like a it almost smells and tastes like cereal right in a way cereal cere- <laughs> I, I meant cereal as in like grains you know like a like the old school term for cereal. <laughs> Tastes like Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. You'll dig it. <laughs> I really, I really do like this beer. I mean, it's it's light enough for me right now. It's light enough for my mood. It's that not, is so drinkable. Yeah, yeah. It goes down so easy. It's and the after, like, the after. So the, the initial flavor and smell is hop. The aftertaste and lingering flavor is malt. It's mm-hmm. like even though it's not incredibly complex, it's more of just like a dichotomy. It mm-hmm. works perfect. Right. It's playing yeah. off of each other really I, I well. I can I can take a little bit of that citrus that you were talking about yeah. earlier too. This is good, dude. I'm, I'm excited. Down. Good start. Mm-hmm. We're already digging you, Mister Beaver. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got our news items ready to rock and roll. We're ready mm-hmm. to dive right into this thing. Um, this is witty banter. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, you want to go first on your news items? I don't know. Last time you just know, cut I, me off. So. I, stole, I stole your thunder last time. So you're, I know. you're giving me the, uh, the, the, the go-ahead? The red carpet is right, yours. Cool. The red carpet's mine. Sir. All right. The first one that I want to bring to the table is uh, Britain has been in talks about releasing a new one-pound coin. Ooh. Uh, it is the prototype of it. Uh, was being developed when the UK finance minister, who has a really cool like English other title called the Chancellor of Exchequer, Exchequer, yeah, E X C H E Q U E R. Oh, that's Exchequer. dope. Yeah, dude, I like it. call me the Chancellor of anything. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm in Home Depot, and they're like, yeah, I'm actually the Ant Chancellor. Any Ant questions you got, they're me, dude. <laughs> the Ant Ambassador. All yeah. right. So the uh, Chancellor of the Exchequer, 
George Osborne for the UK said they needed a new coin to help reduce counterfeiting and ensure the integrity of the United Kingdom's currency. So basically they're trying to come up with this prototype of a new um, coin that will represent one pound. And, they're, and the prototype they're, – they're thinking that they might be able to put it in the economy about like 2017. But this is what I really thought was cool about it. Okay. I'm listening. Guess how many sides one of these coins is going to have. The faces are, are going to be like a, you know, like a quarter. It's going to be just yeah. like, it's five faces. Is it five-sided? It is twelve sided. Oh my god! And do you know what the uh, the poly, what is it? The polygon name for uh, a twelve sided? Okay, so let's think. We got like decagon, <laughs> which for is a ten, mm-hmm. and then so that's a start. Yeah, I don't know. I think it starts with a D. It's a dodecagon. Dodecagon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sounds band like a name, Pokemon. Dude, that's a ba- <laughs> no, or, or the sickest metal band you've ever heard. Dodecagon. We are dodecagon. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. But, but I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, uh, you know, they're correct me if I'm wrong. Do they already have a coin for the pound? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if I'm correct me if I'm wrong again, isn't like it's their cents are called a pence, right? I think that they because I see I didn't do research on this, I so think, I'd be talking about my ass. Well, I but. think the concept of the pence was that five pences make a pound, mm-hmm. and if you get all the pences together, even though it's not that doesn't create a full coin, mm-hmm. it looks as if you took the coin and like starburst it, spread it, it out, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, they, I don't know. I think that they yeah I think they are on the pence system, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah they're just. They're thinking they need to bolster their uh, their security of their coins, so that's just something uh, cool it's really to look weird. I've never to. heard of people like counterfeiting actual metal coins. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think they'd be doing it for dollars. But mm-hmm. uh, why don't you go ahead and do your second item? Because I'm going to combine my first two. Okay. So just go ahead and shoot. Cool. All right. So the second uh, quick fire one that I have is the Facebook security di- director, whose name is Ryan McGeehan. Uh, he's leaving Facebook to join a Bitcoin startup called Coinbase. Coinbase. So he was Ryan McGeehan was the security director for Facebook for the last like seven to I think seven to nine years. Okay, uh, it's within that range. And uh, basically, he quotes saying, "I've decided that cryptocurrency is worth protecting, and I would regret doing anything else right now." Hell yeah! So for for something that has been just back and forth, there is still absolutely no consensus on the Bitcoin right now. Right. And so I've for something been... that's kind of floundering, I would say it's even floundering a little bit as far as its legitimacy in society. Right. And so I think having somebody high up like this Ryan McGeehan Facebook security director guy backing say, it up. It's going to bring um, some validity. Yeah, and, and, and even just attention to it. Right. You know? And so, but at the same time, I saw somebody comment uh, on this article saying, uh, oh yeah, great, now we can have Ryan McGeehan who gave the NSA all the ability to be able to hack into <laughs> Facebook. We'll give them Bitcoins too. Yeah, now. that's great. just typical internet vitriol <laughs> right there. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, trolls. Um, I'm, I'd be down to like keep monitoring that and see where it ends up going. But yeah, the, uh, the Bitcoin to. startup is called Coinbase. Yeah, do you know what like it what it is or what it's going to do? I, I think that it's basically they're trying to come up with another basically exchange, uh, okay. kind of like Mt. Gox, but uh, with a lot better security protections. I mean, that's the biggest thing right now. By the way, I heard they recovered like 100,000 of the coins. No way. Yeah. Awesome. Not all of them, but started somewhere. Well, cool. All right. Anything else you want to add to that? I think that was it for me, man. Cool beans. So I'm going to combine my one, my, my two things, and we're going to talk about a lot of um, some heads of the, the head of Xbox and the heads of plenty, Sony PlayStation in America. There's been a lot of changing going on. So oh, really? So first of all, 
um, the head of the Xbox division is brand new. Apparently, the guy I forgot his name who resigned, but the head, like the the dude who runs all of Xbox, resigned, and he's being replaced by this guy named Stephen Elop. And to <laughs> okay. give you a little background on this Stephen Elop guy, um, when Microsoft was choosing their new CEO, um, when Bill Gates had like stepped down, he had said himself. If I was to be CEO of Microsoft, I would sell the Bing and the Xbox division. Awesome, because I hate Bing. <laughs> well, yeah, Bing sucks. <laughs> but Xbox, what? It's really Are weird, right? And then they made this guy CEO. Maybe it's because he saw, he had some foresight about how Sony had a, a grip on it. And so, but know. then, like, here's what's also interesting. His track record's, like, really shitty, okay? Bad as in, like, how? So he got appointed to be the CEO of, like, Nokia at one point. <laughs> and, yeah. like, the two years following his appointment, like, they went, I think their profits fell, like, 80%. <laughs> Okay. And I looked a little further into that, and apparently it was kind of like on a train. It was on like a right. dive that was going to happen. They were trying to buy him – or they were trying to get him to avoid that. Exactly. Happening. And I think after that, he's the one who abandoned Nokia's uh, operating system and decided to adopt uh, the Windows OS, okay. whatever they run, Windows – I have no idea what Windows Nokia 8. does, dude. Anyway, so now Nokia phones all run on a Windows platform. And ever since then, Nokia has kind of gone on the up and up. Oh. Okay. So now he's the new head of the Xbox. And then Xbox's um, chief product officer, Mark Witten, recently stepped down as well. Mm-hmm. And Mark Witten is the guy who would always be up on stage during the E3 press conferences for Microsoft. Okay. He's been, he's been with Xbox since he launched all three Xboxes. So he's like the main Xbox guy. Yeah, I mean, since he's the product officer, he's essentially the one, like, crafting the actual console. Oh, okay. He did that with the original Xbox, the 360, and this one. Okay. And now he's leaving to pursue other things. All right. So the question following that is sort of like, you know, we're going to get new leadership always, or as, obviously, what's that going to look like for the company, and how are they going to sort of, like, steer what, you know, how are they going to take the reins and and move it? Right. What do you think that Justin Elop guy is going to do? Yeah, right? (laughs) Especially since they're losing to Sony right now? Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. And especially since he was like, I would get rid of Xbox. That would blow people's world. I mean, if, I mean if that would blow Microsoft so much business. Console. God, it's that's you said it's fifteen percent of yeah, the company. It's, it's dude. huge of Microsoft. That's why I was like, dude, Steven, you're an idiot. <laughs> Way to elop it up, brother. Oh, is it Steven Elop? Steven Elop. Okay, I yeah. said Justin. <laughs> and and Mark, I said Justin. <laughs> Beep bonk. Uh, Mark Witten, but he was the dude on the stages for E3. And what's really funny is like these these guys who are on the stage are the ones that all the gamers know and they represent Microsoft, you okay. know, because yeah. like, they're the ones watching E3. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Mark Witten could be a horrible, horrible employee but really good at these press conferences so he makes the image looks good. Mm-hmm. Or you could hire a guy who's just, like, kick ass at, at the company. He's making tons of money, and he goes up on these press conferences He's and weird blows as, it. Yeah, right? weird as balls. So I'm really interested to see who they're going to have replace Mark Witten. Um, there's a guy named – Was he good when he was up there? Yeah, he was decent. Like, he wasn't as good as the guy who um, – No, Steve Jobs. No, definitely not. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm interested to see who they're going to replace him with. And then my last news item is Jack Trenton, who was the former president of PlayStation America, recently stepped down. Oh, okay. And so he was also the guy who was on stage E3. And this dude, like, has a huge – has a lot of cachet with uh, PlayStation gamers. 
really good at speaking, you know, awesome at what he does. Right. He actually launched PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 here in America as well. Okay. And 4. Which are the highest selling Yeah, I mean, know, three, 3 is kind of like a blunder. Yeah. It was and overall 1, 2, and 4. Are killing it. So mm-hmm. he's kind of leaving on like a high note. You right. Know, he's doing whatever he's doing. But um, so, yeah, there, there's a lot of restructuring going on, and it's just really interesting to see how it's going to play out. I really can't wait to see who we're going to get in replacement for all these people. Yeah. And what that what's that what is how what is that going to mean for like the branding? And do you and you kind of wonder if that's like a a byproduct of the fact that they finally put out these I mean maybe not for uh Elop, but with these new like the product director and PlayStation America's guy being replaced, you kind of wonder if it's almost like, well, let's just hang let's get some we'll, well yeah, like we 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 got out our PS4 and our Xbox 1, let's try and get some new blood or something. Yeah, even or next time like if you start them early now, they can be in the groove by the time we're doing our next Yeah, that's console. really interesting. I never thought about that. You know. That's a good point. That's really good. So those were your one and two? Those are one and <clears> two. <throat> so, yeah, if you want to go ahead and um, introduce your, your next one. I long, can. Uh, by the way, I uh, Eric, uh, my roommate, bought a PlayStation 4. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, it's pretty dope, dude. I was holding the controller the in nice. my hand, and the controller is – it's better. It's a good controller. And then my, uh, my, other, my other friend, Jack – got hit, uh, an Xbox One, and oh, he really? got Titanfall, mm-hmm. and he was like, dude, I've been playing it for like a day, and every single like game or match that I'm in, something crazy that I've never seen before yeah. is, is happening. You need to come say. over and watch it, and I was like, okay, well, I'm down to go play. Personally, I've watched a lot of beta footage. I've, lot of, or I've watched, watched a lot of footage online of the gameplay, and I'm I'm not sold. I'd love to play it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. sold yet. Okay, all right. But uh, okay, so here's my conversation piece that I'm bringing to the table. So, have you heard about this Noah movie? I have. Yeah, Russell, Russell Crowe Crow. coming Looks back, good, into, dude. coming back into the fray. Right? Uh-huh. He's been out like nowhere lately, but. He's like coming out with three or four new movies, and Noah's being one of them. And uh-huh. it looks exciting. All the critics are like, if you like Gladiator and you like Titanic, go see Have this. Have you seen I'm the like, previews? Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude, the previews Emma Watson's in it. So hot. Ooh. So Noah's coming out, right? And it's supposed to be released uh, March 28th um, okay, in so... the U.S. as well as other places. So this week. But the, the news item is that the movie is being banned in Indonesia. Oh, boy. And this, I got this article from Time.com. So here are the facts relating yeah. to this thing. Indonesia has the largest number of Muslim adherents. Okay. The, uh, the movie set to release on March 28th, same as the U.S. Um, it's an adaptation of the biblical story of Noah, right? And, but Noah is actually revered by Christians, Islamists, and Jewish people. So it's like, like those are all, those religions all pretty much adhere and say that like Noah's, you know, some... Yeah, because he's like Old Testament, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's, these are all Abrahamic religions that are, that are actually adhere to the fact that Noah is a, like a prophet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and social media over in Indonesia is starting to go kind of insane about the fact that the censorship's happening like there are people all over like they're this, mad that it's being censored yeah i mean yeah. well i mean because there's a censorship bureau for or like a, a committee almost uh for indonesia basically saying like we're not going to show this if it's really against our cultures you know values and beliefs and stuff right and so um there are a lot of people that are countering that but being like oh my gosh you know these 
these nearsighted like people are they're regressing as far as Close their common sense and, and stuff, you know. And one interesting fact is like they even let the Passion of Christ, that Mel Gibson movie that he did. I mean, they let that air, right? You know, and it's like it's how like how harmless is Noah? Honestly, yeah. they they like released a public uh, statement, and it basically like or the official statement on the censorship of this movie was saying like it contradicts the teachings of Islam, and so it's like well. Without, without avoiding a bunch of religious bias and BS, you know, we're not right. going to get into that. But it's like, do you think that it's like wrong for these people to be censored or for this movie to be censored from this group of people, uh, given that, you know, religion and, and, and uh, the, the beliefs of that society are so ingrained in that culture, yeah. right? Well, of course I think it's wrong. But I think there's like two – maybe two places are coming at it, you know. Maybe A, they're looking at it from like a scientific point of view where there's a lot of like creationists who point to the arc like it actually happened mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Right. Maybe they're trying to like not uncover that. B, you also already mentioned that it's – it quote unquote goes against the religion even though it's – what would you call it? Noah? Yeah. Abra oh, they're Abrahamic. Abrahamic even, yeah, but even I mean, so. But I was, was going to say like – as an American with my own biases, yeah, I think that's bullcrap. Like, yeah. You should be able to watch whatever you want to watch, and if it makes you uncomfortable, too bad. You know, you can't do anything about it. If if someone wanted to make a big-budget movie here about Muslim principles, you better bet, A, that they would get, like, flamed for it, but it would come out. You right. Know? Absolutely. That's freedom of speech. Yeah. So I do think it's, it's ridiculous, especially because Indonesia is, like, a collection of thousands of islands and has, like, a pretty small – population right. yeah and, and they have a 10 percent christian uh base as and, well and not only that to think about this way like that that movie would make a ton of money there mm -hmm. because overseas is where a lot of these big budget visual effects like films are yeah are making the majority of their money mm -hmm. and that's what's also funny when i when i look at this movie you know, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, it's Noah. I was kind of bummed when I was like, oh, they're going to make a Noah movie? But then I looked at it and I was like, this is going to be See, cool. See, I saw it I was like, I don't want to like go to this movie to have like Christian propaganda right, yeah. shoved down my throat. Exactly. But then I watched it and I saw like whenever he is being protected by the wrath of God, it looks sick. Like, oh, I haven't heard of that part oh, yet. Oh, <laughs> well, dude, there's like parts in the trailer where like there's lightning coming down and like oh, really? it just looks awesome it's dude badass. it looks rowdy and like i think russell crowe looks badass in it mm -hmm. he's like really muscular but he's not like super ripped he's like, basically a gladiator again yeah but no he's like and he's got this wicked beard and like he just looks the movie looks great in fact russell crowe actually uh i i gathered a quote from him about it and what do you have to say uh he said to be frank Given that it is a tenet of the Muslim religion that you can't make stories or render images about uh, brackets prophets, it was not unexpected that some Islamic nations would ban the film, okay. which kind of is like a cop out. I mean, he is the title character, yeah, and he's not like I guess he brings a good point. I guess in though. a way, I, I I respect and appreciate the fact that he's taking a neutral stance and being like, okay, well, if that's their decision, that's their thing. Yeah, that's nice and mature. But at the same time, it's like you had to know – you had to know going into this, this was probably going to stir some controversy amongst other 
places among the world. Mm-hmm. So like have an opinion on it. You know, like have it like if, if somebody's censoring your stuff. I think Russell Crowe is also trying to stay neutral because he's been in the news in the last few years as right. being like a rowdy <laughs> like a, yeah, fucking like guy. Like an a-hole. <laughs> yeah. Like he's been getting into fights. Right. Shows up drunk. He's been like super fat. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I've only gotten that from South Park. I haven't done it. I haven't heard of that other than South Park. Yeah. The dude's rowdy. You know? <laughs> so I'm not surprised. But what right. he cites is also, you know, a good point too. Mm-hmm. If if that's the way that that religion functions, then maybe that's the reason why they're not doing it. But at the same time, I don't know their government if they have like separation of church and state, but they're banning it on like a religious. I don't think that's like a tenant of theirs. You don't think so? Mm-hmm. Well, then I guess like it makes sense. Do but I... but they can render images of Noah. You know, it's not like it's not like they're rendering images of Muhammad, which is the one prophet. Apparent, I, I, I'm pretty sure that that's the one prophet that you can't render render an image of in the Muslim religion. Like right. that's not cool by them and by any means. But they said that like they do Noah kind of stuff all the time. I mean, it's not a... Well, I remember, like, in my art history classes, all Islamic art was um, just, like, colors and mostly words because they're very anti-icons. And, Hmm. yeah, images... Interesting. Images are an icon. Okay. So that would kind of go along with that. Yeah. But... You know, at the end of the day, it's one country that's not going to see this movie, and I'm going to go see it, so... Right. You know. Mm -hmm. And and it's crazy because I think that there's been... Uh, there's also been some like censorship that's happened. Let me look. I put it down here in Bahrain, Qatar, Bahrain. And United Bahrain, 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 and then United Arab Emirate, Emirates. Uh, there's censorship of this movie. They've had similar sens- censorship. Uh, I, the only thing I got was said the ban in Indonesia follows similar moves in the United Arab Emirates, Qatar, and Bahrain in early March. Okay. So I don't know if it's this particular movie, but they've had similar yeah. things come out similar in those other actions. countries, and they basically were like, we're not going to I think the most it. interesting part, too, is the fact that the Indonesian population is speaking out against their government's decision, which might mean that the people in government are a little maybe out of touch and older. I think it's partly the Indonesian population, but I think it's also a lot of American. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. But, I mean, I don't think that... I didn't see a whole lot of people that were like native Indonesians speaking out like this is BS. But I, yeah. I saw one or two quotes, but uh, a lot of the other quotes right. I saw. I misheard were you. I thought that's what you. I thought it was. I think I said it that way. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. No. But yeah, I want to go see that movie, man. Uh, it comes out on Friday, dude. We should totally go see it yeah. next week. I'm Let's down, man. Do it to it. Let's do it. To it. Okay, um, so getting into my conversation piece, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, we, we finally had some experience with the Oculus Rift when we went to the Game of Thrones exhibit. Yeah, it was dope. And we really liked it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to get, there was, A, there was a news item about Oculus Rift, and then I also wanted to get just, like, background information as far as, like, how mm-hmm. it came to be and everything to its point now. And what's, what's funny is there was actually breaking news over the Oculus Rift today before this podcast <laughs> that I'm going to drop knowledge on you guys for. Boom. So, um... Last week was the GDC conference, Game Developers Conference in California, and Oculus Rift announced that it's going to be releasing its second version developer kit, okay? Okay. So currently, they've just had a single dev kit, and that's what people have been working on. Um, and then they had a prototype that was at CES, I believe, and this prototype that they had is being synthesized a little bit better, and this is going to be the second de- development kit. Okay? okay, cool. And so the new de- development kit is going to cost 
It's available uh, for pre-order now, and ex- shipping is expected to begin in, Ju- in late – or this July. Damn, they're starting to get, already get into commercial stuff. And so that's, that's the biggest thing is they think that this newest development kit is going to be as close as it's going to get at – like they think this is basically the commercial version. Okay. okay. Nice. So rewinding back, um, the first time – the first time it was made of it, the Oculus Rift came into being was at an E3, and basically this person made it as just like a, a proof of concept. They just had one of them, mm-hmm. and they said, we're going to go to Kickstarter, and this was in August 2012, and it started as a Kickstarter project after a prototype was displayed at that E3 conference, mm-hmm. and in only 36 hours, it earned $1 million in backing. It just like shattered its, Jesus, its, its it, was just, it It proved its concept. Yeah, everyone was blown away, right? <laughs> right. And... So since then, we've had that exact model has been floating around. The one that you and I wore has been that first one. Is the CES or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no. So the one that we used at the Game of Thrones exhibit is the one that they was, was made in 2012. Oh, okay. So now this new one is going to integrate an external camera that will track the person's movement, allowing them to lean in the game world and adds positional tracking. Holy balls. So basically underneath the screen uh-huh. are these little infrared dots that this camera that you set in front of you can see. And so you can basically like lean over railings in the game and like you can kind of – it kind of oh, tracks no your head way. motion and like – because you remember how we were at the wall? Right, and we were looking around. So we could look down, but we couldn't lean forward. Now we'd be able to lean forward, right? Oh, okay, cool. So now it adds um, latency-reducing software, which is where, like, if I turn my head, there's, like, a tiny bit of lag before the game actually moves. Um, is that good or bad? That's bad. Okay. That's a lot of what causes the disorientation that people feel when right. they get kind of nausea. Okay. So um, latency-reducing software is going to be added it fixes motion blurring. So right now, like whenever you move your head really quick, there's a lot of blur, Blurs. and that's also giving people disorientation. And so now it's saying that rapid movements are now um, clear and crisper. The inside screen now is going to have an OLED screen. So it's going to be like high depth. It's like as high as it gets. Okay? <laughs> it's so like sick. The PS Vita has an, o- I'm has, so excited. Yeah, it has an OLED screen, and it's beautiful. Oh like looking God. at that screen is incredible. What is the O on the LED? Organic. So basically there's a thin film of organic material, like some sort of carbon material <laughs> in the glass or whatever your screen. So magic sauce. It, there's a little bit of rocket <laughs> sauce in there, all right? And this rocket sauce just, I guess, makes it look better. Okay? Well, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm there. So it's got an OLED screen that helps hide lines of resolutions. And even though they say that like lines of resolution, which is like anti-aliasing, which I don't know if you know what that is, but like whenever a um, – I know what aliasing is. It's right. like making it more clear. Okay, so. yeah. So whenever like – you know, a um, a line is in your in your world, and you zoom in super close. Sometimes it'll look jagged because they can't maybe for some right, reason. Right. It's, it's uh, yeah. So so they've got software that's hiding that and makes lines even clearer. Um, dope. Even though they're still noticeable sometimes, the, the screen is super clear. Um, the two eye holes run where it's 960 pixels by 1080 pixels per eye, which when combined makes a 1080p screen. So it's as high Jeez. depth as it is. Um, it's going to have a gyroscope. So when you're moving your head, which I'm pretty sure the one already what does had, that mean? Oh. like, you know, uh, you know how your iPhone can like tell when you're moving it around and like you play games. So like that? So it's basically just like positional awareness. Yeah. Almost. That's, it's a gyroscope that's in your phone that does that. Yeah. Which has always blown my mind. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea how they do that. The oh, only dude. thing I can think of is like, put a grain of sand in a little square box and then maybe yeah, you, it'll know where it is. You totally, something. they actually sell gyroscopes at things like discovery store and they're totally 
fun to play with. You yeah. should check one out. Okay. You'll, you'll, and once you see it, you'll understand how they work because they're, uh, they're simple. Oh, really? They're okay. sim- like The concept is simple. Whoever invented it was a genius. <laughs> okay. It's got a gyroscope. It'll have an accelerometer, which your phone also has. And it'll have, also have a magnetometer for inertial tracking. So it kind of sounds like it'll be able to tell how fast you're moving your head back and forth as well. Or if like you're if you're moving forward, your ability to stop qu- stop quickly. Yeah, you know, something, something like, like that. Like... Some, somehow that is going to measure inertia, and I don't really know how inertia comes into play for uh-huh. the actual software. Is it? I got a question for you, real quick, on the yeah, Oculus. Yeah, go for it. Is it? Do you go? Uh, is it like each eye? So you said each eye has its own individual screen, right? Remember that. Do how it you was. end up looking? Like, do your eyes just look straight into each screen naturally? Because yeah. it's the eye's natural tendency to kind of almost uh, focus on a point far ahead of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and um, so so they're never like parallel so what tracks. So what it's doing is your left eye screen and your right eye screen are as if the camera was like three inches left or right. It's okay. giving two different images only by like a fraction of a, di- of a difference. Which is like what 3D movies do. And, and it's also how your eye works. You okay. know? And so like when they combine, it, that difference gives you a sense of depth. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it looks so real. <laughs> and so now uh, the sensors inside of, the, of the, the screen, there's like a refresh rate of 1,000 hertz. Which is huge. A thousand hertz. I don't know what the hertz... What you, when you say refresh rate, you mean... So like on your TV screen, every TV has a refresh rate, and it's how fast the pixels are refreshing. Okay. And so the faster it's refreshing, the clearer the screen is. And like, say like a, the screen changes really quick, mm-hmm. and you have a slower refresh rate, it might change the screen slower yeah. than it actually was supposed to do. So, so I mean, how does, how does it work where... Like, does the game the game's not going into the goggles or anything? How do the goggles put the picture of the game in? Like, how do you know what I mean? Like, how does mm-hmm. the game get into the goggles? Essentially, you got to think of the Oculus Rift as a monitor, just like as a okay. simple TV. Right. Only whatever's using that TV has been optimized for the Oculus Rift, which means it's able to give you two different images in your eye. And whatever difference that requires, so you know it takes a little extra work. Do they just like like uh, like stream it to your? Yeah, it it's a it's not wireless. It's plugged in. Okay, so it's got okay. a USB port that it has to plug into. We'll have to wait for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jeez, I'll Jeez. buy that shit when it's <laughs> <What> wireless. <the> <laughs> so the newest one it will weigh four hundred and forty grams without its cable. Which is like somewhat light, and I think that'll also be a little bit of a telling sign of how popular these are. Because I know it's less than a pound, so that's yeah. Yeah, I mean, even when I wear my big ass headphones, after like three hours of gaming, they hurt my head. I gotta take them off. Okay. Granted, I shouldn't be playing for more than three hours. (laughs) Um, So the kit is said to be the basis for the consumer model that will eventually be released. Um, It's gonna come with a wired. USB like wire. That's how you plug it in. But it's right. also going to sport a USB port on the top of the display for developers to use for uh, peripherals. So maybe they want to add some extra motion controllers or other sensors. They can do it through that USB port. Which when we went to that gaming expo, like you hold them in your hands or something. Yeah, or... we went to that gaming expo. They had tons of setups where you were using other sensors. Also, Did you plug it in the top and then you. Yeah, I don't you know, know how it worked. <laughs> but it... Have Goldilocks of cables. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it gives them the option to add other uh, peripherals to make, you know, make do whatever they want. Okay. So that that's cool. That concludes what I had written up previously. So today, mm-hmm. Oculus Rift 
was bought out by a company. No way. You want to know what company bought out Os- Oculus Rift? I'm going to give you three guesses. Steam. Nope. Ah. Okay, I thought that was it for sure. You'll never guess it. Well, then I but probably... you also know this company. Is it a video game developer, or is it... Nope. Okay. Ah, uh, jeez. Alienware. Nope. Xbox. Nope. I don't know. Facebook. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? What are they going to do with that? You know how much they bought it for? Oh, my God. It had to be a lot. They knew the potential. <laughs> what do you I'm going to say, okay, if I'm going to put a valuation on it. Yeah. $300 million. $2 billion. $2 billion for <laughs> Oculus Rift? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Holy balls. So Facebook they buys. They knows what's up, though. They have to, right? And right. they bought it, and the, the statement they issued was that Oculus Rift will stay an internal game developing company within Facebook. So they're not going to tamper with it. They're just going to own it. And I guess reap basically be the Warren Buffett of it. Exactly. (laughs) Just let them do their thing. Give it money and earn the profits. Okay. Um, so two things, like two speculations I have on that is like, a, you kind of look at Facebook, a company that's known for being like young. And when it was first came out, it was all about innovation and they're supposed to have like, you know, really cool offices where you can kind of lounge around, whatever. Yeah, modern. So maybe it's kind of good for Oculus Rift to have be, have a parent like this where you have a huge supply of money and if Facebook believes in Oculus and they're like, here's your money, guys, do whatever you want with it. You have it. a parent to just throw stuff at you. To protect you, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty exciting, yes. right? At the same time. It's <laughs> like – and so – was it Mojang, who was the company that made Minecraft, this mm. issued a statement after Facebook – and this is today okay. – after Facebook was bought them and they said – apparently they were already planning on doing this. But now they said we are no longer going to make a Minecraft version for the Oculus Rift. And I don't know if that's because a way like to like – discredits them? I, mean, I don't know if that's like a way to stick it to Facebook or what's going on or over there. Or stick it to Oculus. I mean – I think they would have done it regard like with if, – if they hadn't been bought and it's what it sounds like, then they would have done it anyway. Because that would be dope. A Minecraft and – Oh, it would be sick. An Oculus would be, be totally awesome. Sick. So well, – what the heck? Yeah. I mean they, they didn't give a reason or anything behind it or they just – I didn't have time to read it. Damn. But you know, it was just a quick little like statement that yeah. I read. And well, that's crazy. But you wonder – I mean if you almost wonder if um, if Facebook's presence is going to be a source of validity for future game developers and investors and stuff or if it will be a kind of like a tent, you know, like a contamination I was about to say. of Oculus Rift. Yeah, you know? like you're going to dilute what it originally was. Right, yeah. And- because that's what happens is, you know, you have... But it's hard to say no to $2 billion. <laughs> oh, dude, I know. You know, they're like, oh, excuse me? How much? So we'll have to see how this develops and, like, what direction this takes. And maybe in, you know, a few days to come, we'll hear more articles about it and we can report on it for you guys later. But Right. And um, I also want to add the last little thing is PlayStation has come up with their own virtual reality headset um, I think I heard that the yeah something about this called the pro, it was called Project Morpheus and that's like the the code name Jeez, for it right okay. now because right now Oculus Rift to my own like heartbreak is only for play, or for PCs oh you know damn. so it's not they're like maybe we'll come to consoles later but right. as developers we're focusing on PC right now so we're trying to get it out for damn okay but um the I heard the PlayStation Morpheus I don't know what the specs are but it's comparable to the Rift um. 
the one thing that it has over the Rift is the Rift has those infrared sensors on the front that tracks your head movement. Right. The PlayStation has it on the front and the back. So you can actually turn your back away from, from the camera and it can still tell. Clutch. And it was also running some of the same demos that Oculus Rift has ran. So I think it would be cool also if it was – I mean – I mean, this will be for future generations, but if it got to it, it was almost like goggles mm-hmm. because they're they're like bricks on your face, right? Yeah, now. <laughs> and with the rift, um, it was two little things over your eyes. It wasn't like you're looking at a screen. Remember, you put on like it yeah, was. I it mean, was, it, it was just it but, was two eye that sockets. Was, that's what makes me wonder why they had the whole brick. I mean, just the technology, just the, everything, yeah, all the yeah, tech, yeah, all, all the, the BS. The but you think they'll be able to make that stuff small enough to where it's just like, oh, uh, like swimwear goggles? I'm almost? sure, dude. It'll be a fucking contact. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so sick. So yeah, that's something to know, guys. the the new The new dev kit number two, which they're thinking is going to be the consumer model, is out for 350 right now. They just got bought by Facebook for two billion dollars, and PlayStation is currently working on their own. Um, headset. Whether that ever comes to fruition, we'll have to see because PlayStation's you know R and D tested tons of products that never sell a lot of day. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll see what happens. And, and right now, Xbox has no um, no plans of making their own, which makes me. I saw a little bit on this. Really about the Xbox thing? Well, because I mean, it, it makes they me... basically were like, we want to see how the virtual reality thing plays out. Yeah, they kind of think that it's smart. almost like a 3D. Yeah, it could be fad, just a fad, you know. And hell, maybe they'll try to go for a partnership with the Rift and and not worry about developing their own. You well, know, they can't now if they have Facebook. Well, they can buy the rights from, or they can team with Facebook well, for or five billion dollars. <laughs> not, not buy it from them, but like pay whatever they got to oh, pay. Oh, like to, do a partnership? Yeah, you know, yeah. to do what they got to do. And when does when does the Oculus Rift like? Planning on delivering these things like the summer? It was July. Okay, so okay, awesome. And, and these, you know, and anyone can buy this. So I can you, come back from Europe and I'll start rifting it up. Yeah, like you can't <laughs> go buy them at a store, but you can buy them from the website essentially. So okay. they're not consumer based, but anyone can buy it. So okay, it's cool, well, cool man. That was awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, let's halftime this beer, dude. Let's half it. What are you feeling so far? It's opened up a good bit. A little, it's a gotten warmer. warmer. So as it's opened up. And and sadly so because what I what it lost I, a lot. I think it lost a little something. Exactly what I originally liked in it. I feel like it's gone. As it opened up, the uh, hop has really taken over, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then the aftertaste of the malt kind of faded. It's gone. Out. Yeah, the malt is fading and the hop is taking over. And I I like hops all right. I used to love them. I used to drink almost nothing but IPAs. And I've and since then I've sort of like I've uh, been trying to really expand into other beers mm-hmm. and all that. Of course, yeah. I'm still enjoying it. It's still really drinkable. Is this an IPA? No, it's a it's a. Okay, I was ale. about to say this is not an IPA. Yeah, it's an ale. <laughs> it's an ale. So, um, what, 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 do a, what do you think about the alcoholic content of it? I mean, would you say that this is? Uh, I, I I can't say it's full bodied in any way. But it's definitely it's, not like super thick. But at the same time, I, I think it's I, perfect. When I put my nose in it as I'm taking a sip, mm-hmm. I feel like I get a lot of the alcohol smell from it really yeah i'm not i honestly can't taste much of the alcohol and the smell for me is all hop i really am i'm in fact i'm glad you brought it up i'm really satisfied with like the the alcohol content of it because like with the last beer we had i felt like i could only really smell malt and taste alcohol right and with this i'm I'm not like oh my god this is nothing i think this is it's still a solid beer i mean we're not we're not knocking it very drinkable yeah we're we've been blowing by it session of bull Mm mm-hmm which is what we're all about. Okay, so does that mean it's um, it's segment time? Is it, is it segment time? 
It's it's segment. It's segment time. You know what it's time because it's segment. We're gonna do some segment. It's segment time. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, we're gonna do sports first, I think. Right? We'll do yeah. Sports and segment. I have a little bit to bring to the table too. Okay. Cool. Do you want to go first? Because I've been talking for a while. First. Are you sure? Uh, I mean, it's it's. Okay, I'll go first. Yeah. Okay, so this is going to be our sports segment. Um, we've never done this before. Basically, we're going to talk about whatever sports we want to talk about. Maybe should we put a name on it, or should we just say it's sports? It'll just be the sports segment. Winnie Banner like. Sports. Yeah, Winnie Banner Sports Nation. Um, All right, and I I think how it's going to end up going in the future is is as whatever sport is in season and we're watching games, we'll probably like recap them, or that'll be the most relevant news. So we'll probably talk about those sports. Okay, which for me means it's F one time. Guys. <laughs> yeah, so. anyone that doesn't know uh, Chase, this kid take up took up a recent liking to F one, just a little liking, and I think he wants to do that for the rest of his life. <laughs> in some way, shape, or form, he's going to be around F one. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> so not this last Sunday, but the Sunday before, so a little over a week ago, was the very first race of the 2014 F1 season. Okay. This new season saw a complete redesign of the cars. All right. Yeah, you told me about that. We went from V8 engines to V6 engines with a turbo. What? Okay, so we got V6 engines with a turbo that are turbo Is it for powered. safety reasons? It's for... Um, Environmental reasons actually would be more green. Wow, okay. And it's also they. I think every five years they purposely change the engine just to keep the sport fresh and provide new challenges right. for the teams. Yeah, okay. Well, cool. So now basically you've got the V6 with the turbo. It also has like energy recovery systems that like feed into batteries, and then these batteries pump out power in different. I'm sure it's really <laughs> yeah, really cool. I'm sure it's outrageous. And then they also have. Um, an absurd amount of torque. Okay, they've lost mm. a little bit of the acceleration and top speed, but the which tor- is essentially your power, right? I mean, yeah. it's just straight up like how much you can it's, freaking. It's these back <clears throat> wheels are flying, right? <laughs> so we had the testing before this race was really interesting because you had Red Bull who was doing awful in testing. Okay, they weren't like running a lot of laps. You had Mercedes who was coming forth as like a huge new contender. And everyone just couldn't wait to get to this this race, all right? Mm-hmm. So we're in the Australian J- Australian GP in Melbourne. I'm going to break it down by the, the practice sessions and the qualifying and then the race, all right? So the first practice, uh, Fernando Alonso Ferrari set the fastest lap with um, 1 minute, 31 seconds, and 84 hundredths of a second. Number two was Jensen Button for McLaren. Number three was Valtteri Bottas. Okay, and where is this again? Where is the track? Melbourne, uh, okay, Australia. Australia. Yeah. Okay, cool. So real quick, Valtteri Bottas is one of is probably like my second or third favorite racer. He was a rookie last year. He races for Team Williams, and he's the <laughs> one who's got his signature right there on that Team Williams hat. Oh, okay. And geez. not only that, he scored his first points ever in Formula One at the Austin track. Okay, so, so you have so much in common. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Valtteri. Okay? <laughs> you like Finnish. the Williams. He's Finnish. He's from Finland. He's a cool dude, right? Okay, cool. Um, Nico Rosberg for McLaren 
in first practice came in sixth. Vettel came in seventh, and Hamilton did not finish. Right, he didn't even go out on the track. Oh, and a lot nice. of people saw these practices as like extended testing because these cars are so new; they're having such a reliability problem. Yeah, they're gonna have to deal with these cars for the next few years. Exactly. Right? So, so second practice, Hamilton sets the fastest lap. Lewis Hamilton for Mercedes with one minute twenty nine seconds. Damn, um, two seconds thousandths of a second. Nico Rosberg, his teammate, comes in second. Uh, Fernando Alonso comes in third. Vettel comes in fourth. Bottas is now in eighth. Okay. Third practice, uh, Nico Rosberg now uh, with Mercedes sets the fastest lap. Jensen Button second. Fernando Alonso third. And last, what was it? Are these like actual races? Are they just like qualifying? These are, these are hot laps. So, so they're just qualifying stuff. This is practice. Okay. So, so it basically, a lot of in the practice basically doesn't matter. Okay. You're gonna but this see, is in Melbourne. I mean, they're not doing an actual race yet. Yeah. So every race weekend is three days. You got Friday with three practices, qualifying with three qualifyings, and then race day on Sunday. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, which brings us to qualifying. I'll go ahead and just tell you the grid. Cool. Um, in pole position was Lewis Hamilton. And by the way, it rained during qualifying, so the times were drastically slower. Yeah. Uh, that would Lewis be Ham- scary. Oh, <laughs> that would be dude. scary as hell. They're, they're I didn't even think about raining, like rain They F1. can't even see, dude, because there's so much spray coming. <laughs> well, they're going so fast. It's terrifying. I, mean, I don't know how they do it, dude. So pole position, starting number one on the grid, was Lewis Hamilton for Mercedes with a time of 1 minute, 44 seconds, and 231 thousandths of a second. And this is pretty much just like reconfirming everybody's assumptions that Lewis Hamilton, that Mercedes is kicking ass this season already, right? Mm-hmm. Number two is actually Red Bull Daniel Ricciardo. He is Sebastian Vettel's teammate. Right. Okay. And number three is for Mercedes... Nico Rosberg, all right? So Mercedes is always – it's they're just kicking, they're, yeah, kicking so they're kicking ass. ass, right? And it was a really exciting qualifying. Basically, it came down to the very last lap. Um, Rosberg had pull. Then Ricardo beat that pull time. And then Lewis Hamilton beat Ricardo's time. It was crazy. Jeez, okay. All right? So Vettel qualifies in 12th. And he's having problems with his car the whole time. Like he can't get the power to work. They're still having reliability issues. Right. He's pissed. Mm-hmm. Bottas originally qualifies 10th. But gets a five-place grid penalty for changing his gearbox before the race. So basically, once you qualify, you're not allowed to touch the car. You just have the same Yeah, they specs. fucked up, all right? Okay. So then we get to the race start. This was a fantastic race. So Rosberg has, like, an amazing start. He's in third place, starting third. He gets in front of both Lewis Hamilton and Daniel Ricciardo and takes first in the first turn, all right? Okay. So he gets ahead of both of them. The opening turn... Um, a guy named Kamu Kobayashi, who's a um, Japanese racer, his car <laughs> has a brake failure, and he takes out Felipe Massa. Felipe Massa is a racer for Team Williams. Okay. Right? And so he's Valtteri Bottas' teammate. Okay. And we're really interested in him because we want Williams to do well because Williams has, like, a really powerful car right now. Because your last name. My last name's Williams. <laughs> so he gets taken out. Okay. And while they're cleaning up the debris – both Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel have to retire from the race because of engine troubles. They have to give up. What? Yes. Both Red Bull cars? Both, both Sebastian Vettel, four-time world champion, and Lewis Hamilton, who took pole position. Lewis Hamilton's for what team? Mercedes. Okay. Well, damn. Yeah. Have okay. to retire because apparently a piston Lewis, was... Lewis, I bet Vettel's so pissed right now. Yeah, he's upset, man. Because he probably... What did he have? Like, a string of eight wins in a row before this or he had something? nine. Was it leading up to this? Yeah. 
And so this is his first race of the new car, and they suck ass. And if he's he, like, this is bullshit. If he would have won this race, he would have had the world record for most consecutive wins. <laughs> yeah. I would be so mad if I was him. So um, Hamilton and Vettel both retire. And okay. You know, everyone's just like, holy shit. That puts Nico in first. And this is where shit gets really cool. By lap seven, Valtteri Bottas moves himself from 15 to seven. Right? He's in position seven. He's overtaking people like crazy. He's doing kick ass. By lap seven, there's so many retires, um, retire, so much retiring on the track. There's only 17 racers out of 22 left. Oh, okay. Um, by lap eight, Bottas um, passes Kimi Raikkonen, who races for Ferrari, who's like a veteran badass for position number six. By lap ten, and we're and Bottas is a theme here. We're we're kind of watching him. How right? many laps are there again? Uh, I think in this lap there was 54, maybe. In this race there was 54 laps? Mm-hmm. Okay. So by lap 10, Bottas brushes a wall, punctures his tire, and is forced to, to pit, putting him in last place. All right? Mm-hmm. He is able to catch all the way back up to seventh place by the end of the race. Okay? So Bottas was carving it up. Williams was kicking ass this race. Okay? Okay. Um, by lap 31, only 15 cars were still left out of 22. So a lot of lot of problems with these cars still. Yes. Still extended testing. <laughs> okay, so the finish comes. Okay. Um, Nico Rosberg gets first, all right? For Mercedes? For Mercedes. Okay. And he went – his total time was one hour, 32 minutes, 58 seconds, and 710 thousandths of a second. Coming in second is Daniel Ricciardo for Red Bull. And then third is Kevin Magnussen, and he finishes 26 seconds behind Nico Rosberg. So Nico Rosberg killed it. Okay. Okay, these are like Vettel margins that he's winning by. Right. Last race, um, Raikkonen had won in 2013, and he won two minutes quicker just as like a, as a difference in the cars. Right. Okay? Yeah. So here's where shit gets crazy. Daniel Ricciardo gets disqualified from second place. Okay? Whoa. Apparently... Um, so every car is allowed to have 100 kilograms of fuel, and their car, as monitored by the FIA, which is like the governing body of Formula One, is never allowed to go over 100, kilogra- 100 kilograms per hour as far as fuel intake. Okay. So by lap five, apparently Red Bull is – what is it? They're violating this rule, and they – By cho- putting more than 100? Yeah, and they choose – and they say, like, you need to change this, and they basically say no. All right, and they choose to ignore the FIA, so they get disqualified, right? Yeah. But at the same time, they're now appealing the ruling, and they're saying this is bullcrap because they have their own way of measuring uh, injection, and it's at the fuel injector level. And they're saying they're like, "No, we never did this. Your sensor that you gave us seems like measurement would be pretty universal." Yeah, but they're saying so they have a sensor that the FIA uses, and they're saying like, "Your sensor is bunk and bullshit," hmm. and it's been like this big, huge. Fiasco. Like fiasco, yeah. Right. We're waiting to hear on if it's going to get repealed or not. Um, so with Re- Daniel Ricciardo being disqualified, which is still the ruling, the new top three was Nico Rosberg, Kevin Magnussen, and Magnussen is a rookie, okay? Oh, geez. This was his first year. He took second place, all right? He's the first Danish driver to ever achieve a podium, and he did it on his first drive. Oh, my God. <laughs> And then finally, Jensen Button for McLaren, and, and Kevin Magnussen is McLaren as well. He gets second. So McLaren had a big, big – McLaren, yeah. They had a big weekend. They got a lot of points. Nico Rosberg for Mercedes. Obviously, Mercedes has a great weekend. Sounds like Mercedes won. and McLaren had a really good yeah, – Right. And Bottas, time. with the disqualification, finished in fifth place after coming from the back of the pack. 
for so, Red Bull. No, Bottas is for Williams. Bottas is for Williams. Yeah, so... So he got fifth. So he got fifth after coming from, like, 22nd after puncturing that tire, which is incredible. Yeah. It's great that he finally has a car that kind of shows what he's capable of. Okay. Um, so, and, and with that one finish, Bottas scored more points than the entire Williams team did last season. <laughs> Jeez. So he's kicking ass. You kind of wonder if a lot of that those, um, like, outrageous stats as far as, like, the first Danish driver to ever get a podium mm-hmm. and all that stuff is, like, is that because of the new cars? Yeah, or is right. it because of the racers? Is it because it's, of the I mean, it's drivers? Both. That's I mean, what's so beautiful about the sport is, like, you know, Kimi or Bottas clearly is a badass driver who had a shitty car last year. You give him this better car now, and look how great he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know? But at the same time, Vettel. I mean, if I was Vettel, I'd be so mad, especially the fact that his uh, his teammate, his teammate, who so probably bad. had what, and it's not like they make the cars different. No, no, right? Like, do they? I mean, do they make the cars different the, per teammate? They're as close as they can get. But say you only have enough research and development money to go towards one car, your number one driver is going to get that money, which is Vettel, which is Vettel. So which yeah. or. I mean, he got effed. Exactly. So he's pissed. I would be so pissed if I was him. So that basically wraps it up. The last thing I want to add is the fastest lap of this race was by set by Rosberg. It was one minute thirty two seconds, four hundred and seventy eight thousandths of a second. In twenty thirteen, the fastest lap was set by Kimi Raikkonen at one minute twenty nine seconds, yeah, two hundred seventy four. So two was, seconds faster. Yeah, three which was faster. the qualifying uh, amount, or that was the qualifying lap. Um, Top one, right? Yeah, one twenty nine, just about. So, uh, well, that's cool, man. Yeah, uh, the it's only an interesting race. The only the uh, I, don't, I need to start watching F one. I don't know anything about it. It's F1. amazing. I know, I know, I know. You love it. It's amazing, especially when, like when you start describing the the pistons of the engines. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. tearing at the air around them. Oh, dear. I, I actually heard. Well. I kind of heard a little bit of a negative response to the, mm-hmm. toward the new cars. Oh, people are pissed. Because they're like, dude, they sound like they're little so quiet. bees. But I will <laughs> like say, electric cars. It is a bit disappointing. I think a lot of why people are mad is, is largely because of nostalgia. You know, right, a lot yeah. of the, the base right now is, a, is an older crowd who is nostalgic for their loud cars. I got to hear the V8s, luckily. And I'm going to be disappointed when they're not as loud because I want to take someone to a race and I want them to have their crap i want them to crap their pants well if i was in the sport the thing that i would want is just to go as fast as possible mm-hmm. i don't care if it's a v8 i don't care if it's a v4 right if you're going faster that is what matters so if they put regulations in place that make these cars purposefully slower they I, do I would that. be pissed well i mean they could technically get these cars to go like 300 but it's just too dangerous well with the with the best you know safety regulations i mean right. With with enhancements in technology toward the cars, there's also safety regulation enhancements that, or there's also enhancements in the safety features that they can put in the cars. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, come on, we can balance it. Like, there's no reason we should be digressing or, or uh, like degrading our times. It's know? basically at a point now where. And this is getting really and, and again, you said environmental. So and it, getting sense. really deep into it now with the power, um, like the cars don't run at one hundred percent all the time. The drivers are controlling, like fuel management. They're controlling how much power they're getting into a turn and out of a turn. There's a lot more factors going on, and it's more about just like placing new constraints on the drivers to overcome. Right. And, and with, so are they? And do you feel like they're coping pretty well with that? Like a little bit. And what's that was the greatest part is they have all this torque now and watching these drivers for the first time on this track, they were losing their asses on these cars over and over again. And it was great watching these professional ass drivers have struggle. Yeah. Right. And that mm-hmm. was cool. Yeah. So 
Okay. Yeah, there's cool. a you know if if anyone's interested in watching and you have NBC Sports Network, the the next race is this weekend. It's the Malaysian Grand Prix. It's gonna be really awesome. Okay. Yeah. And so. me and me and Chase are about to live together next year and. The, you got uh, no choice, bro. The deal, yeah, the deal that we made with each other, I think this was the overall sports deal that we made, uh-huh. is that we were going to buy NBA, right, the all-pass. The NBA league pass. And he's going to teach me about F1, and I'm going to teach him about soccer. Mm-hmm. To, or, or football. Or, he knows some football, too. Okay, I mean, yeah, I can do that. Hey, that's easy. That's, easy. that's 12 bad. years of experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, but the only thing, uh, as far as the sports section goes, that yeah. I had to bring up, I mean, you know about the uh, – do you know about the, the Warren Buffett thing with the March Madness? What was he? was going to give away like a – He was going to give away a billion dollars to anyone that guessed a correct bracket. A perfect bracket. Right. Yeah. Basically, like – uh, I think it was like Quicken Loans was going to pay it, and right. he was insuring Quicken Loans. Okay. But, I mean, it was honestly a pretty safe bet whenever I researched of it. Of course it was. Because the odds of picking – just try and guess a one to blank. What you think the odds are of actually like guessing right a correct March Madness all the way through. One in 50 million? One in 2.9 quintillion. Holy shit. So take a trillion, multiply that times a thousand, and then multiply that times a thousand, and then multiply that times 2.9. Okay, and that's how possible it is. Oh, man. Uh, so, I mean... I don't th- has there ever been a perfect bracket? I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't think there has. I mean, it hasn't really been around that long. So the ability to be able to have the information as to whether somebody actually had a perfect one has not been around that long. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just thought it was funny. I mean, you know, there's so much. Like, there's no perfect brackets anymore. They're already all out. Oh yeah, like first round. Sweet sixteen. Yeah. First well, at, no, the, there was somebody that was actually perfect all the way until the until very the, end of the first, okay. second round. Okay, I see. Uh, and it was just like some random guy who's like, "Dude, I literally made this in five minutes." Some guy <laughs> named Mark Bender, just like in the <laughs> random. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, there's no more no more perfect brackets. Uh, have you been watching the sweet or watched, the uh, March Madness at all? Day Saturday, I watched Texas get stomped, and which sucked. We well, at least we got in the second round, though. Exactly, that was exciting. Thank the fact that we made it and did as well, we right? Did yeah, it, so. I'm, I'm glad. But, but uh, I don't have you much. Gotta, you got much invested in it because last year I was really into college basketball. This year I'm into the NBA. So okay, yeah, I I have been taking a lot more uh, credibility in the NBA as far as my watching time. I so, like in fact, when I was watching college ball, I was like, I like NBA so much more because they score like every time. Like they're just so much better. Yeah, they're just so much better. <laughs> they're really. Just so much better. But okay, okay, well, all cool. right. Uh, I think next segment. So right? the last segment, we're going to do another game, and this game is called Hero or Zero. Throw down your sword and bend the knee. <laughs> Wait till you see my full power. Prepare yourself for a thousand fists. If no one else will do this, I will. Hero or Zero. All right. Boom. Bodink bonkonk. <laughs> Basically, the premise of this game is one of us, either Hunter or I, is going to come at each other with a superhero, okay? Mm-hmm. This superhero is either completely made up or it's absolutely real. Mm-hmm. What we're going to do... Real in the sense that, like, somebody has... It's published. Yeah. It's, it's like a, either a comic book or yeah. it could be a real person. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So the whole point of the game is that if I have a real superhero, I want to make it sound so outlandish that Hunter thinks it's fake, 
if I have a fake superhero, I want to make it sound so real that he thinks it's real. Right. Okay. Which is probably harder than – we've never done this before, so it's probably harder than yeah. it sounds. So are you ready to dive into this thing? We'll see. I have no preconception as far as whether or not it's real or fake for you because I know what I would do, but right. I don't know if that's what you would do. Okay. So I wanna, I've got like six or seven little things that yeah, I can give, just give you. Me the, give me the facts here. So the first fact, he was first introduced as a villain of the Avengers. Okay. Okay. His superpower is he is able to mimic the actions of anyone he witnesses and absorb the knowledge instantaneously. And because of that, he's a deadly martial arts practicer, a marksman, a swordsman, a master of firearms, and moves with peak human athleticism. Okay. okay? Cool. You want to know how he got this power or how he discovered he had it? Yes. He discovered his power after watching a rodeo, <laughs> and he started doing rope tricks. <laughs> After Just that. naturally. It was his natural. And then he became a high school superstar after watching a pro quarterback play on TV. Okay. All right. He's a mercenary with no ideals, and his arch nemesis is Deadpool. Okay. Last but not least, would you like to hear his name? Yes, I need to hear it. Okay, the last hint you get is his name is the Taskmaster. Ah... Now, is that real or fake? Real or fake? Because, okay, whenever I went on this one little binge one night, I heard of a Marvel superhero right. that mimicked everyone's abilities. Okay. I don't know if this is the guy. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm going to say that it's a real per- a it's real, real comic It's yeah. real. You got him. The Taskmaster. You have too many lives. facts for it not to be real. The facts that you knew it was a Marvel guy from reading. I was just like, well, <laughs> shit. Yeah. But I, I almost like kind of thought that it had like a different name. The Taskmaster yeah. did not sound familiar at all to me. And I know the Taskmaster from uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom. But yeah, so the whole point of this but game. He's a villain? I guess. <laughs> I don't really know. I okay. was just looking stuff up. Okay. But yeah, I, I try to make him like, you know, if it's real, you want him to sound like he's in this shit. That, It'll know. be interesting because if we, because the first one that we fake, yeah. we're going to have to literally make up our own superhero. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what we can come to the table well, with. I was excited about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So we're one on one. We're one on one right one now. One on one on the game. Because you sections. won Dopey Definitions. I, or I, no, I you won. won Dopey Dash. Yeah. And you just won Hero Zero. <laughs> okay. All right. So Sounds um, good. So that's all of our segments. I guess it's now time to head over to Nick's Mail Corner. It's Nick's Mail Corner. Let's do it, man. Okay. Got it pulled uh, up? Yes, I do. So we have one email from Nick. Thank you, Nick. And he says, hey, seat suckers. <laughs> he says, so glad to be on the Dark Souls 2 edition of the podcast, which I'm sorry, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be reviewing that game until I'm finished with it. But I will review Dark Souls 2. Which apparently, according to Chase, is like the hardest game ever. So who knows when he's going to be finished with it. I'll be. I mean, of course, Chase is 6 plus on the Yeah, I don't want to mess around. Uh, So his his message, in all caps, of course, is, Anyways, (laughs) I just want to let all the listeners know that I'm beating Chase at video game progress right now for the first time in my life. Because he's ahead of me in Dark Souls 2. Okay. Feels real good, man. Anyways, let's take this podcast to the next level. And he says, why don't you manly boys tell me about your first kiss? <laughs> As always, get glo- That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, get globbed, you slob lobbers. <laughs> oh, I lob the slob. Oh, he slobs and lobs all over the place. <laughs> all right, Hunter, I want you to go first. 
Okay. Um, I was kind of a late bloomer when it came to as far as getting the girls to be <laughs> going after me, you okay. know? Because, like, whenever my brother – I have two older brothers, right? I have, a, I have a brother that's seven years older than me and five years older than me. They both had their first kiss by, like, five and six – fifth and sixth grade. Oh, damn. Yeah, I mean, they were doing work. I'm a late bloomer, too. So <laughs> – that's my perspective. Right. So uh, my first kiss was in seventh grade. Nice. Um, it was to uh, – can I say the name? What would, what would you prescribe? Can I say the name of this person or – Why don't you say the first name? Kayla. Okay. Okay. Ooh! You know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, Helen Wolf over let's, here. Let's say this. Well, it's Kayla Z. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was my first kiss. <laughs> and uh, it was at a movie theater. It was at nice. It was at Tinseltown. Yes. Uh, it, the way that it worked out basically is we had all these like pent up emotions, right? Oh, we were like yeah. in seventh grade, in Sexual the prime tension. of our horniness, right? <laughs> and you know what you know what a boner. Like is I literally now? like started dating this girl because I was like I was like yeah she's pretty cool or whatever, but I'm so attracted to this chick. Like right. I like I thought she was so hot. So we decided to go on our first, like, little whatever date thing, I guess. And the movies was where everybody went to in the woodlands. I don't know yeah. about other people, but, Every like, that's... fucking weekend. Yeah, if it's Friday night and you're not at the movies, you're not doing anything. You're a square. So, Wah-wah. went to the woodlands, or went to the <laughs> went to Tinseltown, Ooh. saw this movie with this chick. I can't remember what movie it was, and I didn't make the move. The no, I didn't make the move during the movie. Because what happened was... This is ridiculous was, how close to my story Was her family, her parents were like, <laughs> well, like, I can't remember how many rose up. It's not like they, like, it's not like they, like, even knew that we were there. She just ended up, like, looking up and her parents were there. Oh, my God. So, like, at the same time, I'm still trying to be cool <laughs> and still trying to, like, throw game at her during the movie. Seventh grade So game. we're doing, yeah, we're doing, like, under, you know... Touch your feelies. Touch your feelies. Touch and then well, basically, like we we leave the movie, and then she—I don't know if she did this on purpose. It would be really clever if she did, but she's like, "Oh, I forgot something back at the movie theater or something." Yeah, like in the theater after we had left. So I was like, "Okay." So we go back. There's nobody in there. We just like make out for a little bit. It was like unbelievable. I was Hell so yeah. stoked. Hell yeah! You know, you have no. I was That's like, awesome. I, I was like, I don't even know what this feels like. This right. is awesome. That's a tongue. It's great. <laughs> There's another person on me. <laughs> on me. So uh, that was my first one. Um, okay. Don't regret it. My first one. I guess I'm a late blamer too. Okay. I would never said that. My first one was seventh grade also. Okay. Guess, I think I know who this is. And yeah. guess where it was? In it a was movie it? theater. Oh, I thought you were going to say church camp. No. I would. Oh. No, no. That was my first kiss. JF. You know what I'm talking about? Church camp. Jessica? She F? wasn't at church camp. Oh, that wasn't a church camp? No, it wasn't at church oh, camp. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Jessica F. was my first time girlfriend. Okay. She, I'm in seventh grade. She's in eighth grade. Boom. Chase so you're pulling balling. Them, pulling those older women since day one, all right? <laughs> Go to a movie and, like, I have no brothers. I don't have any, right. like, a lot of friends that I've, like, experienced with this shit. <laughs> I don't I'm, have a lot of friends. I'm on, my, I'm on my own as far as. You're a lone wolf. Yeah, as far as what to do. But I know I got to do something. Okay. The whole movie goes by. And I have a feeling she was like waiting to get kissed. And I just was too much of a wuss bag to do anything about it, right? Didn't do shit. By the end of the movie, we're rocking out. And it's like, uh, uh, hi, goodbye, blah, blah. And I finally smooched her. And like, I just turned around. I was like, that's it, everybody. <laughs> Bow to your king. Because <laughs> I have kissed an eighth grader. It was amazing. Those lips were so soft. I was just like, mm-hmm. Yep. 
So yeah, that's our first kisses. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> we can uh, we can go ahead and claim them proudly. Yeah. So thank you for the question, Nick. Yeah, Nick that was a good one, man. Nick emailed us at wittybantershow at gmail dot com, just like you can to be a part of the show. Thank you so much. Before we leave, we're gonna go ahead and put a number on this beer. Hunter, what are you thinking? Yeah, I just finished it. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm so I can't even done. take like another sip or anything of it. I think it was good, man. I think it was. I I, I think it sucks because I feel like our analysis of it kind of gave it a little bit of a bad, almost rap. yeah, a little bit of a bad rap. Um, but it was so easy to drink. I mean, I just finished it. And I didn't even realize it. You know, yeah. um, it had a nice body. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Seven point five. Yeah. For me. I see on the label ale, and I'm expecting a lot of malt flavors and all that. And when we first opened it up, that's what really came through. But as it got warmer and warmer, the hops really took over. And I didn't get this beer. They also said a wild hoppy flavor. I know, but it said wild hoppy aroma, all right? Or wicked. Wicked. (laughs) Wicked. Wicked aroma. That's why I call my farts. Okay. <laughs> and I was I was really expecting more of that, and I loved the malt flavor, and as it got warmer and warmer, the, the hops really took over. And this is – I would describe this beer as a hoppy beer and not a malty beer, and that really disappoints me. Um, but incredibly drinkable, and in, in the fact that I gave the last beer that we had a seven – and I know I probably would never get it again. Right. I would feel bad going lower I with agree. this beer, even mm-hmm. though like that was kind of my gut reaction. I feel the same exact way. So I'm going to give this beer a seven. You know, I'm going to go a little bit lower than Did you. Did you put the exact same number on it as yeah, last time? Because I think it was a little better than last well, time. Well, see, I loved the last beer because of how great it smelled. I loved this beer because how great it tastes for a little bit. <laughs> you know? So. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you are entitled to your opinion. There you go. So 7.57, 7, it is written. It is written. So that's our show. That's episode number 17. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find Witty Banter on Twitter. We're at Witty Banter Show. You can find me at Twitter. I am at Bodacious Chase. Hunter is at Diesel Dorset. You can like our Facebook page, and we'll post whenever we do a new episode. And that is Facebook.com slash Witty Banter Show podcast mm, what, what say again the facebook page i don't know that you made that yeah <laughs> that was like the one thing you you made that one i think it's witty banter podcast probably more uh, than likely slash witty banter podcast. Okay. just search it but if you want to be a pure true fan just go to itunes and hit subscribe type in witty banter and subscribe to us every time we do a new episode it'll show up in your downloads queue automatically it pops up right on your phone it's amazing Again, let us reiterate, if you want to email us and you want to get, like, actually be on the show, if you want to be on iTunes, essentially, yeah. one, you can you can email what? us just any question that you want, whether it be, like, what Nick just did about, like, hey, subscribe your first kiss, or you could even talk back about maybe a conversation piece or a news item that we brought up, and you yeah. can be like, hey, well, we thought this, or, yeah, yeah bring something to the table, so that's wittybannershow at gmail.com, man, that's the other one. Yep, we would love to hear from you guys, so that's everything. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to do another, another episode this week, even though we want to do weekly episodes, and this one was kind of late, but I know for sure we're we'll a be, little off schedule. Yes, right we will be doing one next week, and we will be getting into a groove. Because for sure. We, you know, It'll be easier as, as, as we keep going because we have less things to do. Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great week. Thank you. Bop,